Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, it's Comets Insider. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. They were the ones who got all the scores. And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world uh, and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop. Comments Insider every single Monday night live from Swifties in downtown Utica on Genesee Street with ESPN Utica Rome. My name is Rain. Scoop is here. Hello, Scoop. What's up? Uh, we've got Dylan Blugis in the house tonight, and it's all courtesy of Slocum, Slocum Dixon Medical Group. Stop down, grab dinner, grab a beer, and it's time to do that hockey. Time to talk Utica Comets hockey. First of all, Dylan, before we get to anything else, the Super Bowl was yesterday. We talked a little bit about this off the air. You're from Buffalo. I have to assume Bill's fandom. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely a Bills fan. Okay, so you must be ecstatic that the Patriots lost. I'm a Giants fan, so it would pain me to root for the Eagles, but I think I allowed it for the day because we're all just happy the Patriots lost. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a diehard Bills fan, but, you know, uh, I got a little ties into the Patriots, so when it comes to the uh, the playoffs, I usually uh, start rooting for the Patriots. Now, why? Uh, there's a big guy there on uh, the Patriots. He, uh, he's from Buffalo, and my sister's married to his older brother. Well, there oh, you go. okay. Yeah. yeah, there's there's family Blood tie. is thicker than yeah. fandom. Yeah, yeah blood, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I always root for Rob okay. out there. So it's, I got kind of the best of both worlds. I root for the Bills all season long, and then obviously we made the playoffs this year, but we lost. But then yeah, kind of gr- switch over and hope Rob does well. Gronk is, uh, yeah, Gronk is, uh, his father's a Syracuse guy. Yep. There's a lot of tie-ins. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. He did well, though. He represented. Yeah, no, he did real well, yep. So at least he's got that. What's, Make- all, what's with all the crap, then? Do you have any insight? Because I was hearing some stuff about he's not making a decision on his future yet. He's going to play next year. Yeah, I mean, I honestly. Well, they talked to I him. I don't know much. They talked to him like 15 minutes after the yeah. game, and he said he'd already been kind of mulling over what he might do. Next year, and that just led all the reporters to pounce and try yeah. to get him to definitively say, you know, whether he was coming back or not. And he says, you know, I'm going to need some time and I'm going to think it over. Yeah, I know we're members of the media, but why do they do that? Why, right after a loss, you feel like you got kicked down below and you're just miserable and bummed out. It sucks well, to lose ask, a game like that. They were asking Brady questions like that, and he actually said, look, the game just ended 15 minutes ago. Now, aside so, from us for the next half an hour, we're probably going to ask you a lot of stupid questions. Yeah. Have you been asked stupid questions before where you're just like, you got to be kidding me, man? Uh, nothing that comes off the top of my head, but I've definitely have been... Question. I definitely have answered some dumb questions. We'll so. see if we can take care of that for you. Yeah. Have, have we done all right? Bring them on, yeah. <laughs> we done all right thus far? You've done great. Okay, very good. So, uh, first of all, let's cover some basics. Uh, Dylan plays defense. He shoots right-handed. He is number eight. If you haven't been to a game, what the hell is wrong with you? You're from Buffalo. We took care of football. You were drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning, second round, 10th pick, 40th overall. The draft was held in Pittsburgh. You remember that day vividly, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I went down... Went down to Pittsburgh with my family, some friends, and uh, actually my builds from juniors, and it was a great day. I was obviously the first day I wasn't drafted. It was just cool to kind of be there and whatever. But then the second day, everything started to happen so quickly, and obviously I went pretty quickly the second day, and it was a great day. Something I'll never forget. You jump for joy, or do you sit there for a minute and go, "Wow!" Like shock. What's the feeling? It's different. For honestly, everybody. that second day, like I couldn't believe it. I know they've changed it now, but that second day, it's just like the first round. They're like. 
taking five minutes for a pick. That second day, like especially when I got picked, I'm sure guys go home that night and they kind of know what who's going to be on the board, who's whatever. Yeah. And they just started like rifling off picks. So I really like Tampa Bay came up and everything. It was like one pick after another. And it's just like they say your name. You're like, wow. Like, you know, someone didn't have time to react. Like you're up. There's media. They're chasing. Not media, but like the Tampa Bay people coming up and your agents over there. So it's just like you give your friends and family hugs and then you're you're out and meeting the Tampa Bay Lightning at staff and everything, and then you're doing a million other things. So that's obviously the parent club in the NHL of the AHL Syracuse Crunch, and there is obviously a little bit of a rivalry between the Comets and the Crunch, but let's be honest, Stevie Eiserman's in that organization running it from the top. It's a great organization. They made the, the Calder Cup run, which you were, you were a part of it for yeah. a portion of last yeah. year. Uh, it's a great organization. They do it right. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, honestly, I can't really say many bad things, especially Stevie Y. I mean, obviously disappointed they didn't sign me and whatever. I was expecting it, but Stevie Y was a great guy, you know, who he is, the Hall of Famer and everything like that. And he's just like the easiest guy to talk to. You go up there, Tim, and the guy just makes it seem like you've known him for five, ten years. Like, he's this great guy. And obviously, but that, that page has turned, and now I'm on to bigger and better things. That's what I like. Yep. That's a great attitude, Scoop. Being a former Syracuse Crunchy, now that you're here, and after this weekend, what was what's it like to be on the other side of the whole rivalry? Honestly, we've had a we had a great weekend. Honestly, coming back from the break and having some days off with the family, and like coming right into playing Syracuse, is, you know, it's playing a game against another team is obviously every game's competitive. But when you're playing Syracuse, especially back to back games, those games get chippy and they're. They're really fast-paced, almost like playoff games. And to come out with two points in both games is phenomenal. And I know, I don't know, I've been here for, I don't know how long, two, two and a half months. And yeah, short I feel like I've already played Syracuse 15 times already. Any goal's good, even if it's an empty netter, right? Exactly, yeah. And, and, but to come back when you're down 2 nothing in that game, that has to feel really good on the ride home. No, for sure, yeah. No, I mean, probably wasn't our best game. Syracuse was playing really well, but, you know, sometimes you're not going to have your A game every single day, and we found a way to win that game, which, honestly, I'd like to say we stole two points there. How about the Utica chance at the War Memorial? Honestly, uh, through my years of playing in Syracuse, every time we played Utica, there was always the Utica chance getting gone. They were going the other night. That's oh, yeah. for sure. Yep. So you got an off when you get an, when you get the opportunity to you know sign the PTO, jump up from the ECHL where you spent the beginning of the year before coming here. You know what you're getting yourself into. You got to be excited for that opportunity. Oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, I spent three years in Syracuse and never really tasted what the East Coast Hockey League was. I mean, it's not a bad league, but obviously not where I wanted to be. So obviously, when I got that phone call from uh, Trent, I was just I was ready to go and I wasn't going to turn back I don't want to go back to that league and I wanted to do everything I could here to get a contract and luckily I did enough yeah you sure did and you did it quick too I mean they didn't waste any time oh, yeah. signing you to that AHL deal yeah no definitely definitely a sign of relief once they give you that contract they tell you to go get a place and everything like that so now it's good now I can just focus on my game and play hockey and not worry about the other things but you're, you've also got some teammates here i've got we've got it on our notes cam darcy's here and adam comrie of course uh former teammates in syracuse now teammates here and then of, of course with uh color getting the job as the head coach there's a little bit of a comfort level there must have been when given the opportunity oh, as well sure. it's nice to see really yeah. familiar faces yeah i mean for sure coming in biggest part was knowing trent call he was my d coach in syracuse for three years and obviously come in if you're 
can know a coach in the system, it's good because you know you're going to be familiar with his systems, how he likes to play, and all that. So obviously that was nice. And then um, knowing a player, Darcy, I've known him for a long time playing against each other when we were young and then Syracuse so it was good to know kind of you know you come into a new team there's new faces and everything you don't know everyone so it's good to be around him and he kind of walks you through the rope and kind of makes it easier of a transition for you and then obviously Comrie came came a little bit later and uh we're actually living together now so He's a big boy, too. Yeah, he is man. a big boy, yeah. He's got some size on that back line, but he jumps up onto the front line sometimes. What a versatile guy. I know. It's, when I first met him, he was just a D-man last year, and uh, we kind of like in Utica, we ran into a lot of injuries and stuff like that, and we threw him in a forward, and he did well, and obviously came here, and we are hurting, obviously, and started playing forward, playing really well, and it's great to have that, that uh, ability to play defense and forward. This I was going to set you up, Scoop. You want to you just take it from there? Well, now that you're here and you've got the deal, how do you want to see your game grow? What are you looking to achieve personally as a player? Um, honestly, I just I think I've been playing really well. Me and Sots have been playing. I thought I've basically been with him 90% of the time, and I feel like we really play well together, and I think my biggest thing in Syracuse, I didn't know if I want to be an offensive guy, a defensive guy. I just think more, I want to be a more of a defensive guy. And then obviously I get my offense when it comes. I'm not going to make any crazy plays, but I'm going to get my offense through the blue line and everything like that. But, you know, I want to be out there against the team's first lines and shutting them down and playing defensively and playing good on the PK and going out there on the PP and getting shifts. So... Just basically, I want to focus on defense, and then, you know what everyone says, starting defense, and everything works its way out. After you signed the AHL deal, who was the first person you called? First person I first called. First person you gave the good news to? Uh, probably, who did I call? I called my mom and my dad. So, they're the first two. You always got to call the parents first. Yeah, you absolutely have to. If yeah. not, you're going to hear about it. Exactly. After the fact. Yeah, it, can't, it can't weed its way down to the parents. It's got to start up there. Yeah, I was on Facebook, and yeah. I saw that you got a deal. Yeah, That's that, great. That wouldn't go over well. <laughs> Dylan Blugis is with us. We're a Comets Insider here, of course, at Swifties with ESPN, Utica, Romans, Rain, and Scoop along, all courtesy of Slocum Dixon Medical Group. Bacher played really well. We've got to talk about that. I mean, a little ticky-tack injury. Something's going on with Thatcher. I know that we're not going to divulge any of yeah. that. Uh, but Bacher really has stepped up. He's now even his record at 7-7 seven and seven after having a rough goal for a little while. But, man, when you needed a veteran backup, you got a veteran backup. He played phenomenally well. Friday night, he was exceptional. They made a few saves that even I jumped. I was there on Friday, and I listened to the game on yeah. Saturday. But he played great two nights in a row. No, for sure. I mean... I kind of look at it as the, we have two starting goalies here. You know, obviously Demps is unbelievable, and mm-hmm. obviously Bacher showed what he's capable of, and obviously he's a veteran, and he's been in this league for a while. He's been up there. He kept us in that game, and obviously we helped him out with the win. Ingram wasn't easy to play against either. He made some great saves. Oh, no, yeah, he played uh, – that guy, he's really he's really developed. He came in late last year after uh, juniors and everything, was skating during the playoffs, and he's really developed as a uh, good goalie now in the league. Four games at home now, so you get to settle in, stay here. The home routine's a different routine than the road routine. But you hear NHL players talk about they, sometimes they focus a little better when they're on the road because there aren't the home distractions, people asking for tickets, family, what have you. Uh, I suppose it's a little different, AHL guys, because a lot of you are away from home anyways. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, yeah, I could see that on the road. You know, you 
basically go to a hotel. You're basically trapped in the room. You go to the rink, pregame skate, eat your meal, and you go to your room and you take a nap. But it's always, you know, if I had to pick, I'd pick obviously be on be home every time. You know, it's just you have that more of a routine. You go to the rink, you go go to your usual your pregame spot in Utica, and then you go home. You can kind of relax on the couch, watch TV for a little bit. Then you go into your own bed. Take a good nap. I, I'm always a good fan of uh, having some long naps. See, everybody's, so. everybody's got their pregame ritual. Yeah, there's some people, you know, that some people don't nap. Some people like short naps, and I love my long naps. You know, there's some people who get home after the, they eat. They go play some video games for a little bit to wind down. And um, But, no, it's definitely way better to be, be at the home and uh, just kind of be in your own bed and it's more comfortable. Are you a video game guy? A lot of I the guys. Am. I am. No, for sure. I was actually struggling for a while. I was in the hotel, and um, I didn't have my Xbox. I didn't have my car, so I was kind of lost. I didn't know what to do. But now, finally, <laughs> I got my car. I got my Xbox. I got a house now, so everything, everything worked itself out. That's fantastic. Has, your, has the Blue Just family been down from Buffalo to see at the odd yet? Uh, my brother's come a few times. I know Is maybe so- next weekend, I think they're the, Big gangs coming down, so I saw your brother uh, when we we put it out on Twitter that you were going to be our guest, and I saw your brother jump yeah, on Twitter. No, he's uh, my brother is one of my biggest fans for sure. Is he uh, is he listening? You're gonna we got to hook we got to hook the podcast. Yeah, up. we got to make sure you get the podcast. Yeah, so I, don't know. I don't know if he's listening or not, but I, I think he's working. To be honest, is so, there, uh, who knows? I'll be working and listening. It, I guess that it'll air later it, it, on demand. Where it went. so you got to do a, a Buffalo shout out to your your peeps in Buffalo. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about them. Let's let's break them on them a little bit. There's break a lot of them. people. Say whatever you need to say. Give no. him, give him uh, some brotherly love. No, honestly, I can't say a bad thing. I'm like I said, he's my number one fan, and he's always that guy will travel. I almost like to call him a super fan of me. Like he gets my jerseys. He'll drive whatever hours to go see a game if I ever need something. He's always there. And I mean, I watched him. I was his biggest fan when he was playing hockey, and now it's kind of switched roles. And I obviously made it a little bit further than him, and he loves it, and he's behind me for every step I take. I want to watch a game with this guy now, man. <laughs> you make me want to sit down and have a beer at the office. What, what town uh, in suburban Buffalo are you Amherst. from? Amherst. Amherst. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Been through there. So how many Bills games have you been to? Honestly, I haven't. I went to the Bills home opener two years ago when they opened, against, opened up against the uh, Jets on a Thursday night. That was my first game in a long time, and... Of course, we lost, so that was a tough game. But it was cool to be, uh, obviously, go to the Bills game, experience the tailgate. Obviously, it's everything what you picture. It was a night game, so it was a cool scenery and everything like that. So it was nice to be there. Yeah, the Bills tailgates are pretty fantastic, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. Did you go to a lot of Sabres games growing up? No. I, you know, I'd go with the odd buddy or something like that. My parents never had season tickets or anything like that. But I, I went to a lot of playoff games. That's okay. when I really... When, Back in their glory days, when they were killing it with Jury and Breer, and I uh, always made it to like some of the playoff games that were just that was it was crazy back then. Well, you've been all over the place playing hockey though, as kind of during exactly the you know, season. It's tough. So. Like yeah, football season especially, you're never gonna go see games really because you're on you're playing hockey, and then obviously hockey season is the same exact thing. So no, I haven't really been home in a long time, but. Luckily, I've been close to home. So, where'd you go to during the All Star break when you got a couple of days off to clear it? I saw some uh, Goldobin, I believe, went to Florida. I saw a few other social media posts. A couple guys in Florida, uh, warm weather areas, and then I saw a lot of the guys went to New York City. Yeah, no, I was, it's it's weird. It's funny how a lot of like Syracuse, a lot of guys like it's tough for some people to go home. Obviously, so they always I feel like there's always a good group that goes to New York City. There is probably. 
four guys went down to florida so obviously get that warm weather which was nice but i just went back home to uh buffalo and so i actually had to get my car shipped from jacksonville so i had to go home pick everything up and then drive it back here so just went back and hung out with the family for a little bit so your car's been in jacksonville up until the all-star break my car was in jacksonville it arrived maybe like three or four days before i got home so when you're, you can walk over to the rink from the hotel before yeah. you got a place, but other than that, you're bumming rides, doing Uber, yeah, what is it, a taxi just, or something? Yeah, thank God a few of the guys who got called up had cars, but for a little while I was walking, and when I first got here, I was in Jacksonville, so I didn't bring any winter clothes or anything like that. Of course. So I just had this little Patagonia jacket, and I think it was the coldest week we've had here in the winter. I'm walking <laughs> to the rink, I'm like, oh my God, I'm from Buffalo, but things have changed living in Florida for a little bit. Your body adjusts exactly, to it, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you here. You really earned that contract, and you earned it quick. I got a scouting report on you from before you were drafted when you were playing in uh, Brantford, I think it was, right? Brampton. Brampton, Brampton uh, yep. in juniors. So you're a smart defenseman who falls into the defensive category, which is what you're focusing on now. You said that. And your offensive skills are taking shape. You play a heady game that relies on reading of the play more so than the physical Uh, you have a hard accurate shot good passing skills an effective weapon on the power play and other than that you have a long term you're projected long term to be a two-way nhl defensive uh, nhl defenseman who is responsible in your own end but can definitely contribute on the offensive end that's well-rounded hockey player yeah i mean whoever wrote that report really gave me a lot of credit there (laughs) i did some research yeah so uh yeah obviously i mean i want to focus on my i mean they basically said it best i want to focus on defense and then work my way i'm not the craziest offensive guy but you know i'm gonna put up numbers nothing crazy but i'm gonna contribute on offense every year well, you seem to be pretty uh, pretty uh good at self-assessing your skill set dylan Bluegis is joining us scoop and rainer here it's comments insider we'll be right back continue the conversation on espn utica rome this is comments insider with rain and scoop broadcasting live from swifties on genesee street on espn radio utica rome AM 1310, 1350, and 1230. The ESPN UR app, ESPNUR.com. Live from Swifties, Insider, brought to you by Slocum Dixon Medical Group. They've got 24 craft beers on tap here, a complimentary shuttle for the home games. So Friday night when you're coming down to watch the Comets beat Laval, you go to and from the game from Swifties with their complimentary shuttle. And uh, great food and drink here at Swifties, of course. And we are here with... Dylan Blugis, who uh, apparently got here with uh, his summer clothes from Jacksonville, left his car down there. What was it like to play in Jacksonville? I always wonder what the experience is like for, you know, as guys up north, Canadian guys, you go down to the south, maybe play a little hockey, and it's a different world down there. They're, no, it's, we love hockey here in Utah, yeah, no, and it's, it's a different thing down there. It's completely different. You know, I... Walking out of the rink, obviously coming out every day, and it's sunny and eighty degrees. Going to games and going to hang out at the beach after. Some That's other, strange. You no, know, it's, it's different. Weird. Playing golf in the middle of kind of getting ready for winter. It's just it's definitely got its perks down there, but feels more like hockey up here. And what was the fandom like down there? How did the fans honestly it was a brand teams? new it was a brand new organization down there in Jacksonville. We had a great rink, and um, it was great fans. Obviously, it was like a I don't know, I wouldn't say it's like an NHL rink, but it was a big rink. It probably held, I don't know, 13,000, like a okay. big rink. Oh, wow. And they would close off the top bowl, or, yeah, the top bowl, but they'd fill up the bottom bowl. It was great, actually. Like, fans were amazing. Obviously, um, 
they have the Jaguars there, but right. they're excited for when hockey came, and obviously it was, um, it was a good time playing there, especially with the fans. You you would think with, I guess, a lot of people that finally smarten up and get out of this weather and move down to Florida eventually. And Go fishing in the afternoon, watch a uh, hockey game at night. I'm just shocked to find out that guys, <laughs> when they play up here, don't go to the beach during the season. That's just crazy. They only do that down in Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, who would have thunk it? So the Brampton Battalion uh, was your junior team in the OHL. You were there four years? Three in Brampton, then we got relocated up to North Bay for one year. Okay. The, I, I, I did some, some Googling, and I was checking out the jerseys. I'm a sucker for a good jersey. Those jerseys were sweet. If you're out there listening to comments on Saturday right now, and you get a second, kind of military-themed. Yep. I like the logo on the front, the stripes on the side. Yep. You, did you keep one? Yeah. No, uh, I have both the home and away jersey. Yeah. So I got the nice... Uh, bright green, or I don't even know, puke green, I guess, is I don't even know what to kind of say. It's, it's like a green. Kermit-ish green Yeah, or it's something. a weird green. I don't even know what the name of it is, but, and then I got the white one. Yeah, they're, they're sweet jerseys if you're a collector of jerseys. And obviously you've had quite a few over the years. Is that one of your favorites? That's got to be one of the most the different jerseys. Obviously you go play places, they're all kind of the steady kind of whatever, yeah. but... That one is definitely, that's a color that really pops out to you, and there's not many like that. What about the, the neon green and the, the black with the comets on the Save of the Day Foundation night? You like those? Oh, those are sweet. I remember last year, uh, Syracuse, playing Syracuse, we were going to play them, but I was actually hurt at the time, and uh, I never got really to see them. But then when I came here, they were kind of getting ready for them. I was like, oh, sweet, well, here's my chance. I'm going to be in the jerseys now, and those jerseys were unbelievable. They do, uh, Dolgan and Sorosi out in Syracuse, they do some uh, some great promotions too, some different jersey-type theme nights and things yeah. like that. So Yeah, for sure, yeah, they do a good job there too. They get a, they kind of get a, uh, they they do the marketing right, I think yeah. is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. So I was told to ask you and get to the bottom of this for everybody, if you've never met Dylan, there's a scar on the side of the neck. And it made me think of Clint Malarchuk. And Zilchi fed me that. He goes, take a look at that. Yeah. He goes, get the story. What happened? Because nobody knows. Yeah, no. It was, hockey um, injury, I assume? Yeah, hockey injury. Um, well, it was my first year pro. We were, uh, it was actually in practice. And me and a guy, me and a teammate, Henry Eichen, were just kind of doing a one-on-one. And we both fell. And his skate came up. And the heel of it kind of sliced my neck. Luckily, it wasn't anything really bad obviously it was a, sl- a skate to the neck so obviously it wasn't good but yeah it was uh, <laughs> it was deep but obviously not deep enough to do anything crazy so um yeah it's gotta now, be scary man yeah There's no it's definitely scary because i felt it right away and i kind of felt the burn i was like oh that's not good yeah put my hand there and it's there, a bad feeling for a blood, few moments so obviously i was from buffalo knowing the the <laughs> slice of the neck so i so obviously i think there's been a couple players there too it's uh, yeah, it happened to somebody forward. else. There's a forward. I can't remember his name. And uh, so obviously I was scared, but obviously my trainer did a good job and went to the hospital, got it all fixed up, and now I'm left with this nice, ugly scar. No, man, it's character building. Yeah. It's I've, def- actually, I've tried to get plastic surgery on it. I actually got plastic surgery this summer on it, but it's just right back to it. Skate slice yeah. my neck wide no, open? No, I get, I get asked a ton. Obviously, you see the scar pretty well, and... Like what happened there? Oh, yeah, skate, and they're like, no way. They never, no one ever believes. They're like, wow, that's crazy. If, if there's another thing, if you want to Google something cool tonight, if you're out there listening, Clint Malarchik, when that happened, I remember when that happened. It, this, it came across the player jumped over him. The the blade just perfectly clipped the uh, the artery, and you could see the blood. And they had stitches going in him. They said within 90 seconds to two minutes. And if they didn't do it that fast. 
then he, he would not be here anymore. And then obviously they patched it up enough, took him to the hospital, and cleaned it up yeah. the rest of the way. But what a one of those freak things that you don't see, luckily don't see yeah. very often. For sure. So uh, it's Scoop and Rain, and it's Dylan Blugis. This is Comets Insider, ESPN Utica Rome down at Swifties. We're live. Uh, there's 24 beers. There's food, and of course, all courtesy of the Slocum Dixon Medical Group. So. Take us through the rest of your career, starting from juniors and getting drafted and then going to Syracuse. Where else have you been that, that I don't have or I didn't list for you? Did I miss anywhere? No, just started in Brampton, went to North Bay for a year. Okay. Um, I went to Syracuse, Jacksonville, and here. There you go. And your training regimen, has it allowed for you to have any chicken riggies yet because there ain't no chicken riggies in the khl baby we got them right here in utica no, no i've definitely had chicken riggies we, now is is that before arriving in utica as a syracuse uh, crunch or honestly that was one of my favorite dishes i didn't never know what it was till obviously you come here every single place has chicken riggies and then there's this one place in syracuse possibilities mm-hmm. okay great yeah. great pasta place they had uh they had chicken riggies and that's where I fell in love because I like spicy food and everything like that. So they have the dipping oil too. Oh, the dipping oil is killer with the bread. I don't know exactly. It's some. Yeah. Sp- it was featured on diners, drive-ins, yep. and dives. Yeah, actually, that's at one actually point. that's why I tried it. And I was like, because my girlfriend knows all that stuff, so I go there and got it. And I was like, wow, this chicken riggies is no joke. And come here, and they got it everywhere. I was like, oh wow, perfect. So Anchor Bar, the wings are good. Honestly, I don't even go to I go to Duff's. Okay, that's what I want to know. Yeah. What's so, the people tell me that Anchor Bar is the touristy place to go? Yeah, for there's obviously the main one downtown, but I honestly, I don't think I've ever gone in that one before I've because been, I go to Duff's there. and Duff's. I there's no reason for me to go anywhere else. It's your favorite, so yeah, that's easily my favorite. So growing up in Buffalo, though, you go other places and they sell wings. You're kind of like, eh, is it kind of not worth it? No, I. Wings are good everywhere. Yeah, I'd say. Well, majority places in Buffalo, and but it's just you go to those main wing places where that's what they're making, and that's the only they're making. That's what they're known for, and I don't know what they do, but they're just that much better. This, do you, it's a blue collar town basically in Buffalo, yeah, for sure. And this is just a smaller version of it. Do you kind of feel? sort of home here in a sense as opposed to some other markets yeah, well, or cities that you've been to and traveled yeah, through? Yeah, obviously just my whole playing career, I well, grew up in Buffalo and then I've never really played in a big city. I've been around big cities, but always been a part of small city hockey towns, so it's good that way. I can't complain. You gotta love the fans. Oh yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. When you're playing hockey, you want to have you want to have fans behind you, and that's what you, that's what we have here, and it's great. Knowledgeable fans too. Yeah. That's what makes it even better. We yeah. got to take a quick break. We're up against the clock. Comets Insider with Scoop Rain and Dylan Blue just right back on ESPN Utica Rome. Here's Ask Andy with Don Leibel. Yeah, boy. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street. This is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Our good friend and beat reporter for the Utica Comets, Don Leibel, does occasionally drop a yeah boy for us. Scoop and rain with Comets Insider ESPN Utica Rome down live at Swifties and brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group. Andy Zilch, the voice of the Comets, is normally heard on K-Rock, is also on the phone. But Dylan Blugis, our guest of honor tonight, the pride of Buffalo, New York, and now the Utica Comets, is basically going to hang out with us for a little while sitting in for this he's agreed to stay for the next 10 minutes or so and then we got to get him out of here he's got somewhere to be so you can feel free to direct your questions don to andy and to dylan and we'll go from there so take it away 
Hey, uh, good evening, everybody. You know, uh, what excited me, the, the all-star break, um, which was, of course, no break in Utica. It was a lot of fun. And I, I saw one of the first things I, I saw on Sunday, today, the skills competition, is about 4.30. I believe Alex Grenier was the first one to arrive. And as I come into the uh, an arena, uh, I see Andy up in one of the suites with uh, Alex uh, having a nice talk. Andy, what was it like? For Alex, I know you seem to really enjoy him coming back. And and what was like for him his comments about how the building has changed somewhat since last year, and and how you know he's emotionally invested in, in, in Utica for for a number of years. What was it like for for Alex to come back? Well, he couldn't believe the changes. Uh, he was astonished by how we were able to keep the building's integrity, but also build a new aspect around it. He was floored by what it was and what it is now, and very impressed. And uh, I mean, he's a he's a good friend of mine. I, uh, I I was a co-worker of his, and I'm you know I I, I shared a good friendship with him, and uh, it was very good to talk with him. I mean, him and I talked for you know, over 45 minutes or so, and took him through the offices, and he said hi to some people that he still knew, and. It was good for him to be back. I know he was very, uh, very happy to see the fans of Utica, and, and they certainly returned the favor with great ovation when he was announced for both the skills and the challenge itself. Yeah, that was, you know, it was kind of predictable, but again, it was wonderful to hear, and I'm sure, like you said, he felt really well. Now, when you see familiar faces, we had uh, Alex, and then I really enjoyed being a fly in a wall. As a press box, it was early. And it was a time where yourself, Brendan Burke, um, uh, Dan Weiss, uh, Alan was there from, from Bridgeport, and you guys were there having a good time. I mean, you all came through the ECHL, and and just the players enjoyed themselves. It's nice to see the broadcast team, young guys, just having a good time and, and, and a nice midseason break. But you got together as, as a group, and that looked like fun. It was, uh, you know, I, I was wanting to just get a picture with all of us, and uh, one of the broadcasters mentioned, hey, we've all been through the ECHL, and that throws in Mike O'Brien, too, who was on ice for the, the broadcast on Sirius on NHL Network, and uh, it's kind of ironic how everybody's going to start somewhere. We all started in the ECHL and worked our way up. It's just like players, just like coaches, and uh, we've all known each other for a while. It's a really tight-knit group that broadcasters have. And uh, it was good to see everybody again and have fun with it, too, because we're always working, we're always having a serious time when we get to others' arenas, and, you know, it's always crunch time, and it was able to, we were able to let loose and just have a good time with it. Yeah, and, you know, it showed, and especially the picture, um, I mean, I took one myself, but I saw the, the, the photo of you guys together, and that's something that uh, in a few years down the road when you look at, uh, who knows where you all be working and what you're doing, but... Um, You'll always have that moment where you're together just uh, a bunch of young guys looking back on, on where you started from. So that, that, that was really cool just to observe. And, and sticking with the All-Star game, um, Ushay, Demko, North Winds, what was it like when you saw them afterwards? Um, I mean, obviously they must have had a good time for the weekend, but winning it, uh, you know, the North coming out ahead, what were they like? Well, you wouldn't think that an all-star game would be that competitive, but they certainly were, were excited about the win. And uh, I know Thatcher was, was yeah, of course, Thatcher's the competitive guy by nature. And, and same thing with Reed Boucher. Uh, they both were playing pretty darn hard there at the end of that uh, that challenge. I mean, especially game six when it got taken against the Atlantic Division. 
and uh, I know Thatcher's parents were there. Uh, I know Reed's wife was in attendance. Uh, so uh, it was it was a good show for them to put on, first of all, and they really enjoyed it. And I know uh, Thatcher's parents were really thrilled to come see him play in such a, a wonderful event, too. Uh, that That's certainly a good memory for that, that Demco family. I can guarantee you that much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it's, it's past history right away now. We had a good weekend last weekend. But uh, it, it's always great to see when everybody gets together, players and teams you're not going to see during the regular season. And um, to see people like yourself and Demko have a good time, uh, that's, that's an added bonus for the fans. Oh, is he just leaving the statement there? I thought he was going to respond. All right. <laughs> well, we're, we're still here at Swifties with ESPN Utica Roman Comets Insider. I was waiting for the response. I apologize for that. Uh, Rain and Scoopy here also. We've got Dylan Blue just with us. Uh, we, we, he was nice enough to hang for an extra five or ten minutes with us. Is there anything that either one of you want to direct his way? Coming to Utica from Syracuse, and I've seen both of the best, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely true. Who did you grow up idolizing? Uh, the players that, as, as a kid, you said, wow, I want to play like that guy, or he's awesome. Or... Uh, honestly, I've never really, growing up, it was always, I was big, like, Matt Pekka guy and okay. stuff like that. But never it was crazy, like, oh, I love that defenseman and stuff like that. Obviously, I watched hockey and liked defensemen, but I was never like, oh, I'm eight years old, I want to model my game after him. It was just kind of more, I was just more of a fan of, the Sabres in general and hockey in general. and are, are there guys in the NHL now that you watch and, and go, that guy's an amazing defenseman? Oh, and I then, mean, obviously your um, top guys like Shea Weber and, you know, P.K. Subban, he's a freak too. And um, um, what's his name? Not Seabrook, but the other guy in um, Chicago. Duncan. Well, I'm drawing a blank too. Duncan, there yeah, go, Duncan Keith. I mean, that guy plays 35 minutes a night, guy like Hedman. But, yeah, I mean, for a while I was actually kind of seeing resemblance in my game with, like, a, the Seabrook guy he kind of plays both ways on the ice and does both jobs pretty well. But, um, I don't know, I just kind of don't really model my game after anyone, just, just play hockey. Focusing on you. Exactly, yeah. So comments inside of the ESPN Utica Rome. We're down here live at Swifties. Dylan Blue just has been our guest. Thanks to Andy and Don Leibel on the phones for another successful Ask Andy segment. We'll be back in just a couple minutes and wrap things up for the week. Broadcasting live from Swifties on Genesee Street, this is Comets Insider with Rain and Scoop on ESPN Radio Utica Rome. 1350 and 1230, the ESPNUR app, ESPNUR.com. And if you've just joined us, this will be podcast later. Look for it on iTunes, Google Play, ESPNUR.com, Scoop 16 on SoundCloud. And, of course, we'll tweet links to it. We'll Facebook links to it as well. Dylan Bluegis was our guest earlier. I want to thank him for being a part of the show tonight. Uh, brought to you by the Slocum Dixon Medical Group. It was a great weekend for the Utica Comets. To get into that third playoff spot, to pass Syracuse, to beat them two nights in a row, a team that's been very, very hot, was big. Yeah, it's the, the, the old school hockey philosophy scoop where those intra-division games, it's a four-point game. Do you know what I mean? Because you gain the two, but they don't gain the two. That's a four-point game. Those are big. There's five more matchups between the two teams. They flip-flopping with the crunch is huge. Now you just got to keep Laval 
Laval, excuse me. Keep Laval away. They play them on Wednesday. Laval Bundy. The Laval Bundy uh, Rocket. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remembered. That's, what that's Andy how you Zil- do it. That's what Andy Zilch told me. Gary Agnew, assistant coach Gary Agnew, associate head coach, actually, uh, he passed that along. Him and Shapu and I think one other guy are from the general Montreal area. So this we, is, this we is learned. Kinda, this is kind of cool, too, because the next two weeks, most of our games are at home. Next three weeks. Yeah. And only two road games from here the rest of the way in February. So, so Some uh, rod- roster changes of note I wanted to point out before we get out of here. Uh, first of all, Mitch Gillum is still here on the PTO. There's a little ticky-tack injury with Thatcher, which we alluded to earlier. So he's technically your backup goalie to Richard Bachman. Right now, we don't know when Thatcher will be back in the I assume it's not anything serious, but we're not 100% sure. You know how they Belichick injuries. In, in it's the, an upper body injury. It's a lower body injury. And that could be anything from yeah. a concussion to a migraine to, to a, a hangnail. To, to a rib. It could uh, be anything. Tony Camaronesi, since the last time we talked last Monday, has been released from his PTO as more guys keep getting healthy and the intended roster is there. Some of these guys, unfortunately, are going back to the ECHL. But they, they made a name for themselves. They performed and they kept this team in the playoff picture scoop. Uh, Dave Derzinski, according to Ben Bur- Odie's uh, Ben Burnell, who we rely on a lot for Comet's information, and he's usually spot on. I haven't seen an official release yet, uh, but he's also been released from his PTO as of this morning, waiting for confirmation from the Comets, but I have to assume that's going to happen with health. And uh, we got a shout-out, Reed Boucher, got the player of the month. Yeah, and, uh, you know, even though we do have guys coming off the injury list, we got more guys going on, you know? I mean, it's, uh, that's been something that's it's really kind of dogged this team. All season long, this is really kind of uh, uh, injuries unprecedented to some extent in our history here. I think, and it's crazy to see to not see Carter Banks in the lineup. What an Iron Man he was for his first couple of years here. But it's great to see Wacey Hamilton get some big goals, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. See him on the ice. He was getting chippy against Syracuse the other day. He's scoring. He's just doing Wacey Hamilton things. He, you, you love guys like him and Carter. They're the backbone of this team. And they're hustling. Everything's going well for this squad. We got uh, two games at home this weekend, Laval and Belleville. And then you've got Syracuse again uh, next Wednesday, a week from Wednesday, and Binghamton at home a week from Friday. Four straight home games. So there's that. A couple other things of note before we got to jump off for the night. Uh, What did I have? Uh, The Comets Tales I wanted to highlight, Scoop. Uh, Don Leibel, who we just, of course, had on the phone and asked Andy, he wrote a feature. It was on the on the off-ice officials. You'll find this right at UticaComets.com uh, in the news section. The off-ice officials is what he spotlighted last week. This week, it's Damian Parmalee, who is the equipment manager. That's a guy that's been to three all- AHL All-Star games himself, and what he does is... It's a getting re- the equipment ready and getting the locker rooms ready it was an interesting read. I really enjoyed it. And it, yeah, as well as for the All Star game, where it's not just the same guys coming in there, or you kind of know who that visiting team is. This is for all thirty teams, and it's a ridiculous amount of hours. And he dedicates his life to these players, that locker room, and what they do. It's it's sharpening skates and everything else you could possibly imagine behind the scenes. So these guys come in, get dressed, play hockey. And that's what they were. I thought it was about. interesting how they ha- he had to shuttle out to Turning Stone to pick up stuff and bring it back to Utica. Yeah, because you know, stuff would arrive there and players would arrive there, and uh, you know, they had to run out to Turning Stone. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, I guess small portions to the job that aren't necessarily in the job description when you're going to get that particular job. So he's a, an essential piece of the success of the Comets. I'm sure they'd all tell you that. 
the ABC's got UFC. I wanted to put that out there. I know it's not hockey-related, but that's big news. Yeah, that, well, I mean, I, that'll get a big crowd, I think, down there. I, people love that. And anything we can get going on at the Odd is a good thing. More concerts, more events. Bring it on. The building looks beautiful. Let's use it. The HL All-Star Classic uh, obviously happened. What are your – obviously, we've got about a minute left. Just in 10, 15 seconds, how are you feeling about it now that it's settled a little bit? I thought it was great to listen to it on the radio. I thought Andy Zilch did a great job. All those guys were fun to listen to. But, boy – you know, all-star games are scoring like every minute and a half, two minutes, and score! You know, they were working Andy pretty hard in that broadcast. Well, I tell you what, if you're a hockey fan and a Utica Comets fan, it's time to jump back on the bandwagon. They're playing great right now at the right time of year. Scoop always leaves you with one thought. We'll see you next Monday. Go Comets!